Open your Bibles this morning to the book of Psalm, chapter 150 this morning. Psalm chapter 150, as we turn our hearts to the Lord in prayer and we unify our hearts around uh, the common words of the psalmist here in Psalm 150. We'll begin reading this morning in verse 1. Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty heavens. Praise Him for His mighty deeds. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with trumpet sound. Praise Him with lute and harp. Praise Him with tambourine and dance. Praise Him with strings and pipe. Praise Him with sounding cymbals. Praise Him with loud clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Over three years ago, we began a journey together as a church of praying through the Psalms. And you probably notice, as you look down at the page this morning, we've made it all the way through. We come to the last of the Psalms this morning. And the Psalms have been a great benefit to us for prayer because, as we say almost every week when we gather together, there is a great need for us to be intentional and deliberate in unifying our hearts together. If we don't do that, the fact of the matter is, and we feel this every week, when we gather together, we will all come in with our own personal agendas, our own personal desires, our own personal wants, our own personal, even when it comes to prayer, our own prayers to the Lord that are unique to us. And those may or may not be wrong. It depends upon the focus of them. But you can't really have community of people coming together to do something together whose hearts are going in all these different directions and are desiring all these different things. And so we come together for prayer each Lord's Day to unite our hearts around a common, the one thing that unites us together. We may disagree with each other on everything under the sun, but when we come here, we're united in this one thing, our earnestness in the Lord, which absolutely wipes away all those other things. And so the Psalms have been a great benefit to us because when we come together, they give us a common prayer language. And we're still learning. We're still young as a church and learning to pray Scripture. But the Psalms give us a common prayer language that literally every one of us can say the same things as we're praying the words of the text back to God with united hearts. Just as we see in the book of Acts, as the church gathered and prayed with one accord. That wasn't miraculous. That was word-driven. It's the word that unites our hearts together. And the Psalms have given us a common prayer language. They've united our hearts around a common vision, a vision of God. Every one of the Psalms, God has been the centerpiece. Every one of the Psalms, God has been the theme. Focusing upon God's character. Focusing upon God's purposes to eternity past. Focusing upon God's activity in time, fulfilling those purposes from eternity past. And every Psalm has displayed for us various aspects of God. His greatness. His character. His great might. His sovereignty over all things. His goodness, His grace, my goodness, His faithfulness against all odds. And all the Psalms have served this purpose in uniting our hearts around God 
to point us to one person in particular. The one person who is the radiance of the fullness of God. The one in whom the glory of God is revealed. That is Jesus Christ. We gather together with different agendas each Lord's Day when we gather different hopes. But by the time we open up the book of Psalms, our hearts should be focusing upon, God, forgive me for my self-centeredness because it is all about you. And it is all about a person. It's about Jesus Christ. As we come to Psalm chapter 150, this really is the culmination of the entirety of the book of Psalms. Just as each individual psalm has pointed us to a different aspect of God's greatness, God's faithfulness, God's character, God's purposes in eternity past. So too here in Psalm 150, it closes, we can just broadly say this, if you breathe, if you woke up this morning, and you have breath in your lungs, and the fact that we're here this morning means we all qualify for this, then praise the Lord. Not just this, praise the Lord, I'm alive today. No, on your knees as needy children who understand your only hope in life and death is God himself. You fall down on your face and you praise the Lord for the God that he is and the mercy and the greatness and the sovereignty and the faithfulness. You fall down like needy children understanding that you're an orphan bound for hell whom God has adopted into his family. And if you have breath this morning and you can claim, lay claim to God as your father, then you throw all those other self-centered agendas, all those other wants to the side, and you fall down and you praise God. And that's what Psalm 150 here is. Two things in verse 2 he says for us this morning as we collectively praise the Lord in prayer together this morning. There's two ways we can pray this morning. Number one, praise Him, verse 2 says, for His mighty deeds. This morning, if you're sitting here thinking, I don't know what in the world I'll pray this morning. Again, Psalm tells us. Praise Him for His mighty deeds. That means remember all that He has done for you in redeeming you. And don't limit that only to one piece of that. Remember all that God has done because this book right here tells us about the mighty deeds of God in saving a soul and it goes back to eternity past. Before the foundation of the world, God was loving His people with an everlasting love. Praise God for that because there's not a one of us who is worthy of that kind of love. Remember the Old Testament promises of God. How as early as Genesis chapter 3, God lays out for His people, you've messed up royally, you can have no claim on me or my presence, but I make a promise of redemption, a promise of one who will come and will fix these wrongs. Praise God for His mighty deeds, for His promises, for all throughout the Old Testament, all the stories, all the pictures, all the ceremonies, all the laws, because they're all pointing to that one, that person, who he's going to be, who's going to come and make things right. Praise God for what he's done. Praise God for in the fullness of time, the Son of God came, the incarnation, God become flesh, 100% God, 100% man. How's that possible? You don't know, neither do I, so fall on your face and glorify God. You praise him. That he's a God who, without a fullness of God in flesh, there can be no salvation. And how that could work out, none of us will know. But praise him that he's done it. Praise God for the life and ministry of Christ. 
Not just because he, he did wonderful things, but because he lived the life you and I were supposed to live. We probably readily admit as we gathered here this morning, even as we walked in this building, we're probably not walking in with the, the earnestness for God that he demands to love him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. So we all confess, Lord, even at this moment, my life is not what it should be, but praise God, Christ always, always worshiped God. Christ always, with the perfect motives, sought the will of the Father, did the will of the Father, obeyed the will of the Father. His motives were always pure in worship, never mixed with a little bit of selfishness and self-centeredness, but 90%. It was always, praise God for Christ. Praise God for the death and resurrection of Christ. Praise God for the ascension of Christ. Praise God that, did you know the work of redemption is not finished just because he died on the cross and rose again? Some of us have been talking about this in recent weeks. The work of redemption goes on because right now we have a high priest, a king who sits at the Father's right hand, interceding for us until the day of glorification. Our atoning work is done, but the work of redemption is ongoing right now. Praise God that right now, because of Christ, nothing you've done this morning or this past week has caused you to lose your salvation. Because Christ, right now, the work of redemption continues. Praise God for the work of the Holy Spirit. Praise Him for His mighty deeds. Do you see? There's literally, we could spend hours and hours Praising God this morning in prayer. But not only that, verse 2 says, praise Him also for His excellent greatness. Praise God for who He is. Because God is not only your ticket. Let me rephrase that. God is not your ticket. God is your treasure. That is the work of redemption through the Holy Spirit. We earnestly desire God not because, God, I want to go to heaven when I die. I earnestly desire you because of you. And even if heaven were not a part of it, I'd still want you because of your excellent greatness, because of the God that you are. And the fact of the matter is, in worshiping God for His greatness, this God is eternal. Which means you could never exhaust this greatness. When it comes to our prayers this morning to seek the Lord in prayer, we will be bound by time. There will be a point where I have to cut it off. But literally, it should be, I'm having to cut it off because we're just going on and on and on and on and praising the greatness of God. It is impossible to be hyper, hyperbolic about the character of God, about his greatness. What do we mean by hyperbole? To overstate it. You know how hyperbole, we, kinda, we try to make our point and then keep making our point and over, overstate the point over and over to an extreme well, there is no hyperbole when it comes to God and, and declaring His excellent greatness. He is inexhaustible. So the psalmist says, praise Him for His mighty deeds. Praise Him for who He is. Praise Him for His glory. That glory which is revealed in the face of Jesus Christ. The psalmist says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Are you breathing this morning? Well, then failure to worship Him for who He is and for His mighty deeds can't be an option for us. 
that we gather to pray, to turn our hearts to the Lord and to praise Him in our prayers. We'll praise Him in song and we'll praise Him in the proclamation of His Word this morning. But no matter how we came in here this morning, He is why we're here. 